Happy holidays, everybody. Woo. Hello and welcome to Dreary Middle Co on the podcast. Today we're going to be talking, uh, just having a quick discussion, a quick first impressions on Endwalker. Um, just before we go any further, if you haven't started Endwalker yet, or you're halfway through the story, just be aware that if you have not completed the mission Gateway of the Gods, then I would advise you to stop listening now. If you have completed it, then let's carry on, shall we? So Endwalker's been out for a couple of weeks, um, and I thought, just a great idea, just to have a sit down, have a quick discussion. Um, and you might have noticed that the other one isn't here today. Um, that's because they actually haven't finished Shadowbringers yet. And uh, this slot was initially reserved for doing that Shadowbringers um, look back. They're quite close to the end, um, but uh, because of the server issues and stuff like that, they haven't been able to get on to finish it. Um, so we thought we should still give you something. So I'm just going to talk about my time with Endwalker so far, of course. Those server issues have plagued me as well. Luckily, I work from home, so I've been pretty uh, lucky in being able to just log in while I'm still here, and then by the time I'm finished, I'm able to jump in. Um, but I haven't got as far as I would have liked, um, because of course, editing the podcasts, uh, as well as I've been ill this past week, um, violently so. So I haven't actually wanted to, to do anything that involved looking at a computer screen. Uh, and I'm a DevOps engineer, so that's, uh, yeah. That's not been great. I still I still went to work though. I still did my work because uh, I need to take my mind off being sick. But I just want to take this time up just to have a few words about um, Endwalker. First thing I really want to mention is the soundtrack immediately slaps way harder than it has to. That first cutscene where you're talking uh, between the members of the Scions. Um, damn, there was no need for that music to be as good as it was. And that is actually, it is a song that does appear quite a few times over the course of the um over the course of the expansion um, and it you know it's a really nice piece of music um, unfortunately we're still really early days so there's nowhere to actually get a, like a decent copy of that music but go and watch the first cutscene and the both the songs that play in that cutscene you'll be like damn that is a good piece of music uh, I just want to comment on the quality of the cutscenes as well like um, so there had been some engine changes over the Shadowbringers life story and I believe it was the point one patch um, where some big changes had happened behind the scenes which allowed characters to be more interactive with their environments, which, you know, after years of character holds out empty hand but it's just off screen and then other character takes it off with their other empty hand but that's also just off screen. It's nice to actually see, like, the first time Thancred picks up some bags it's like, oh my god, ah! The first time we see a character drink water is like, whoa! Um, so the first... The first long cut scene uh, is the journey from Limbs on the Minza over to Shalian, and I, I was totally blown away by like the quality of that cut scene. It's it goes on. It, it is quite a, a long one. It, it doesn't warn you it's a long one, but it is about twenty five ish minutes. And I was genuinely like, oh my god! Like it felt. I don't know. Even you know the the lip flapping that they do. Um, it, even that felt like more synced up than it usually is and I was genuinely like oh my god like obviously I know it's an MMO and to be sitting here and going like wow they're actually doing lip syncing in 2021 like yeah I get it it's by other games standards it's not it's not groundbreaking but for a game that has been able to tell a good story and yet still be limited in like how it has to do animations and stuff like that to be seeing stuff like this this early on as well usually they save like the big cut scenes for the second half of the expansion but like straight away off the bat 25 minute cut scene of you on a boat and it's just like 
Wow. So I was really blown away by that that first first lot of cuts. There was a bit of a, a bit of a downside. I didn't really like the fact that both the uh, options you had for speaking to Heidlin were antagonistic. Um, but I would have gone for more of a hey, like hey, how's it going? I don't I don't know. Um, Speaking of Charlene, I uh, this is where you're introduced to a new type of mission, and they they do kind of like use this one quite a bit, um, which I'm not sure how people feel about that. I'm I'm honestly quite quite happy with it, but it's the uh, the new sort of walking talking missions. Uh, this is where NPCs will follow you around, and um, there are like you know, uh, and it's basically like go to this area, and you go to the area, and there'll be like a big circle on the floor, and if you're standing inside there, it can progress the mission. But I also like the fact. That um, if you go off the beaten path, if you if you go somewhere else, um, there can be like hidden extra dialogues around the area, and it kind of makes the dialogue feel more natural when they react to places you go. And there are some. I'm not sure if these are scripted or if these are like if they are area dependent, but sometimes you can talk to them between areas, and you'll get like unique pieces of dialogue. So I actually really like the the new walking and talking missions. It it makes uh, the characters feel more alive because. Before it would be like the character walks off into the distance and then like they fade away as they walk away. But now they follow you around in certain missions. And honestly, I think it's a really good change. I The only thing I wish is it, for an upgrade is in big areas, if they could have it so that maybe they could ride. Like if you have maybe a multi-seat uh, a multi -seat mount, like uh, the Final Fantasy 15 car, if you could like maybe get them in the car as well, or if they could have their own mounts, you know, it is canon in the game that other people do own chocobos, so um, it'll be be cool to see that. But I think for now, it's in a really good spot, and I think it's it's a really unique thing uh, for an MMO. Not necessarily a unique thing for games; we've seen it before. But I think you know it definitely adds that extra depth to the story, um, just an extra tool to tell the story. Um, and I also really like the guided tour mission when you're riding on the Hamza with Vashan, um, and it was pointing stuff out as you went uh, through. I thought that was a really, like, cool idea, because, you know, we've done mounts, you, you know, the Chocobo Porter service has existed since 2.0. Um, this is kind of like an extension of that, where there was a mission where you rode a mount to a destination whilst the characters were pointing out points of interest. I'm surprised that they haven't done that again since, as I haven't finished the game, so they might do it again. Um, but honestly, I think it's a... Even if they're optional, I would love to see like um, the, a continuation of this. Maybe uh, in 7.0, maybe we get like um, an option to every time you go to a new area, you can get on a chocobo mount and they will show you around. Like, here's all the points of interest. I think that would be really cool. Uh, the, the only downside for me is when I did the guided tour, it was very heavily foggy. And there's one line where Vashan says, here's the tower. As you can see, it straddles an island. And you just I just couldn't see it. No, you couldn't see the tower at all. Um, so yeah, uh, moving on, speaking, you know, staying in that area. Um, the first dungeon, the Tower of Zot, was strangely difficult, but not frustratingly so. Just not what I expected for a first dungeon. It hits quite hard. So quite a few of the, 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 the first boss specifically, I think it's like, it's super hard for like no reason, but it's, it's good. It's a good, it's a good, like, good dungeon and not 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 saying that it's difficult or it's impossible like it's easy obviously it's 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 not hard but it's harder than i was expecting for that point in the game but hey it was great um i guess i should also um mention that i picked up a new class for this uh, specific expansion i moved over to from bard to reaper my reasoning being was i was kind of getting bored of bard um bard is still great and i think like 
but for people who still play it, I think it's fantastic. Like it is, a, it is a great class. Uh, there's a lot of versatility in there. But I'd been playing it basically exclusively, um, you know, for about four-ish years. So for me, yeah, I've had enough. I had enough of it. Um, so I wanted to shake it up a bit, and uh, I'm I'm not so great on. Uh, I, I play uh, a healer as my secondary class, which I usually go through with friends who, um, I've been in this really fortunate position where like, um, I have, this is the first time I've ever like played a game where I am the first person to finish content. Cause it's great. Cause it means I can go back with my secondary classes and level with my friends, which is, you know, Hey, that's pretty cool. Um, but I've always been under the impression that like DPS is a really good choice to go through a dungeon first, because that way, you know, you are contributing to the fight, obviously, but you can kind of take a step back a little bit, learn the mechanics and, you know, do that sort of thing. Um, the few times where I have gone into a dungeon for the first time as either a, a healer or a tank, it hasn't gone so well. Um, and I'll probably, I'll save that discussion for another time, but like, I'm okay at healing. I like, I like to think I'm pretty good at healing. I'm not so good at tanking. Um, but I just, I just can't do it. Like, whoa, what does this ability do? Wipes out entire party. Well, I didn't know that was going to happen. So obviously playing a DPS first time round through the story is what I normally do. Um, so yeah, so maybe it's just me still getting used to melee DPS. But honestly, I feel like I've been missing out a lot. Like, um, I, I really want to go back and try Dragoon now because... Um, Quite a few people that I know that play the game do like main dragoon as their like uh, uh, DPS. I was the first person in my like group to not, or I'm the oh sorry, I guess I technically still am the only one in my group to play a ranged DPS. So um, I need to try dragoon at one point just to see if it's like if if it lives up to the hype. But uh, and I guess since I'm playing Reaper, it shares shares ability uh, shares clothes even or items, so it's, it should be cool. Um, we're going to skip ahead a little bit. Um, there's a scene specifically uh, where um, you sit down for a meal. Um, and I'm going to say, I know a lot of people have like gushed over this scene, but I really like it. Like, I don't know how to describe it. It's the first time I think we've had an, an, a, a cutscene that's entirely automated, as in like uh, the automatic text continuation is forced on no matter what. Um and I just, I don't know, it's needlessly well animated and I just love it. It's kind of, it's, I always, I, I do kind of like stories that do have a bit of a, hey, let's see what normal things are going on and just, just sitting down and watching like these characters relax after a mission. It's something we've never seen before. And I think it's something that 2.0 specifically would have benefited from as it allows us to kind of get an extra look into the characters that I think probably would have helped with some characterization. Uh, I know my co-host, uh, Mr. Turnabout, has a big problem with some of the characters in 2.0. He thinks quite a few of them are boring, which is fair. I'm not going to argue against that. But I think that would have been fixed um, with maybe scenes like this where we could have seen the signs of the seventh dawn sitting down for a meal just talking about stuff rather than like you know oh you're back go away you know i think it's really nice i really like the the the, the small bits of humor in there as well um and it's just it's just a really well animated scene and i'm really kind of surprised that like it comes again or like you usually see scenes that well animated right near the end and it's usually an action scene but you know 
listen, when I first saw that image of Alizé pulling the, uh, the gherkin out of the burger, I thought it was fake. And it was real. And uh, as soon as I, I saw it, I lost it because I was like, oh my God, I have been duped by Reddit once again. Um, so yeah, the invasion of Gallimore was a fun and varied instance. Good cutscene length that we haven't kind of seen since 2.x. And I really, I really enjoyed that stealth mission. It felt very unfourteen like and I just had a great time, honestly, um, during that instance. And uh, I do wish we got to play more. We got to see the perspectives of the other characters a little bit more. You, you do that bit as Sankrid right at the beginning and it kind of throws you back to yourself. I wish we kind of could have seen what each character was doing, but it's fine. Um, and it, it was really like a really like, whoa, cutscene. And I, I haven't written it down in my notes, but I'm going to take a quick detour here to say that, like, Garlemald, the area, has, like, some really great character moments from the characters that you meet as you go through. I really like um, the whole section where you're taken cap captive by uh, by the uh, the Garlean troop that's there. And I really like it. Like, it, it, it kind of gives you, like, the, the perspective of, oh, it's the Eorzeans, they killed all of our men, they're really bad, and going into this country that has basically been brainwashed to believe that, like, how we do it is the right way, regardless. And that conversation where, you know, you're with the, the, the leader of those, uh, the Galleons that have captured you, and Alphano kind of says, like, he, say, he says, like, oh, you know, the Empire strives for peace, and goes, well, so do we. And then he goes, well, if you're striving for peace, then why don't you join us? Like, why why do you do everything in your power to stop us and just creating more wars? And it's like, that's a good point. Uh, but I wish Alphano would have spoken up and said, yeah, but like, you start those wars. You come into places and forcibly take them over. But I do did like going through it and like seeing that, like, Obviously, you know, obviously it's not going to be a black and white issue. Like, we're the good guys, we're the bad guys. Of course people on the other side are going to think they're, they're in the right because that's what they've been brought up to think. Hey, we're fighting in a war because these people are trying to destroy our way of life. And you do have to feel sorry for the Guardians a little bit. They were born on the back foot. They do have a, an actual real disadvantage. That's why they have Magitek, because if they didn't, they'd be wiped out by the other races so quickly. Is the answer to establish an empire? Probably not. But like, you know, it their re you know, their reaction is a natural one, like, hey, we are, you know, if we don't do something, we're in trouble. So let's do something. And it it it, it does make you feel quite sympathetic to specifically the lower down people, you know, the people who've lost friends and family, even to some of the people in the army as well, because they have no choice. It's, it's what they have to do. It's their living. They have to make their money somehow. And if they've been told, you know, your country is at stake and by extension you, hey, you better fight, right? And I think this is also where I picked up on the the introduction to Gallimore is where I picked up on the, the narrations that are going through. I've always enjoyed them since their introduction 3.0 onwards, but these ones stand out as they, they seem you know, they, they carry a, a somewhat sombre tone with a sprinkle of humour, but they also seem kind of genuine as well. Like, it sounds like someone just, like... I guess the best way to describe it is talking to a friend. It's like, hey, this place, it's not a great place, uh, but we're here. And it's like, this is how I describe, like, Reading or something. Just like, eh, 
We're here. There's a scene later on where you're taken away by Fan Daniel, um, and uh, they introduce you to the concept of the mind jack. Uh, basically, um, you can take someone's brain out or soul out of their body and put it into a new one. Um, and that's something that the Astians have been doing for a while. We know it existed. But turns out the Galleons had kind of not perfected it, but started experimenting with it ages ago. And I like they had just uncovered the technology again. And it was the first time in a while where the smile on my face watching that was like absolutely insane. It's the first time I think since like since mid Shadowbringers where like I was watching a cutscene, I was like, oh my god, this is like the revelations of this I in like can you think the potential of this? And I really, really want to believe that it's gonna come back in some huge way. And then it's men not going to announce it next time. But like they are planting those seeds like right now and being like, hey, this is a thing. And the following duty as well. Like, so like um, you get put into, you don't know whose body you get put into. It's just a generic soldier. Um, and Xenos uses that as an excuse to steal your body and go and meet with the Scions. So obviously that's not so good. But Fan Daniel, he's a great guy. We love Fan Daniel in this house. He's a great guy. He's like, I'll give you a fighting chance. I'll spawn you, you know, the other side of the map, but you'll still be, you'll still be nearby. And then you have to fight your way across them, like through through Garlemald, avoiding like because you're actually really weak now because you're in the you're in the body of a soldier who's like nothing. So you've got to um you've got to fight your way through like Magitech stuff. Um, in a very, very tense mission because you're weak. Like, you're so weak. Um, like, your hits do nothing. Enemies can, like, destroy you. So you've got to, like, game the system. And since I played it uh, a few days ago, they have patched it. So it's a little easier. But, oh my god, I have never, like, felt so much panic in a duty where it's like, I'm powerless to stop, like anything if it starts chasing me down if you've played it you'll know what i mean but my goodness like just out of nowhere it's just such a good duty and like at the end you get like you're caught up in an explosion and then the game's like crawl and all the time all the time this is going on there's a countdown timer on the screen like you have 25 minutes go and just like you're crawling along the ground and it makes you crawl for a deceptively long time and you can't use auto walk either you have to like literally hold down forward and it's like oh my god like it, it just it just messed with me a little bit obviously you don't have to crawl all the way cutscene takes part um obviously your stola is immediately like because she she's blind so she sees through um ether instead She's immediately like, something's not right here. But it was, uh, yeah, it's quite a cool scene. Um, but I, I really, 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 like, I genuinely did think that they were going to do more with it. But I guess it would have been a challenge with the way the engine is set up to have, like, your character be like this. But at least we know it could happen to anyone in the future. Ooh. Tower of Babel was cool. I love that it was a... Uh, so in case you aren't aware, Final Fantasy XIV was my first Final Fantasy game. Um, it was kind of like my introduction to the series, and I've gone out from there. I've only played uh, seven, and most of four. Um, and so, like, when things appear in the game, when I'm like, oh, that's cool, 
And then I find out, like, actually it's referencing another game. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's weird. But when it happens to games in the series that I've played, it's like, yeah, I know that. I know that. Um, so, like, it, when I found out that, like, Alexander wasn't an original thing to, to Final Fantasy XIV, I was just like, oh, okay, huh. How about that? Like, you know, it's kind of like the thing, like, whoa, I thought this was real, but it's fake. I don't know how to explain it. Um, but when you recognise something from another game in the series, and it's like, ah, I know that. So going through Tower of Babel, because that was uh, a dungeon in 4 that did give me a lot of trouble. And it's actually the reason why I dropped Final Fantasy 4. Um, but it was, <laughs> uh, I didn't drop it immediately. I did go through quite a quite a bit after. Um, but yeah, no, uh, Tower of Babel was cool. I liked that it referenced even even like the first boss. It's the same like structure where the boss attacks the person controlling it to start with, and then turns its focus on you. That was cool. It would have been great if they'd done like the reversal thing in the second part of the fight. Um, but I don't know how they would have done that. Like in a dungeon like that, I can see that being a mechanic in a, in one of the alliance raids though. Which you know, you know what I'm saying? Alliance raids, or possibly even just a, a normal raid. I'd, I'm, I'd be interested to say anything with that. It was a perfect blend of difficulty and spectacle, and it's quite possibly my favourite story dungeon in Final Fantasy XIV as a whole. Like, the infiltrating on the train, the going up the tower, the fight at the end, all of it was brilliant. If there's one dungeon I would recommend, like, anyone to play, like, I, I don't know how, like, you'd even do this, but if you're like, how, what's the best way to introduce someone to Final Fantasy XIV? get them to play this dungeon or just watch it because like it is it's crazy how the quality of this dungeon and i've only done two dungeons so far and of course i've done all the trials so uh, sorry all the duties so far um and they've all been they've all been like brilliant like this the quality of the, the duties and the instances have been fantastic like not to say that like the final fantasy dungeons aren't good but I like the quality. It just it's it boggles me that I'm just like just I'm speechless. Like final dungeon quality. The first like it's like the first dungeon is like final dungeon quality, and I'm just like they have knocked it out the park with this expansion so far. And like like I said, I'm only at uh, Gateway of the Gods, which I believe is a level eighty three mission. Yeah, it's a level eighty three mission. So I'm only at level eighty three, and already I'm like this has the potential to be like the best, my favorite expansion. Um, but only time will tell. I, I've i got a lot coming up over the next couple of weeks, of course. Big holiday time at this time of year, especially here in the UK. So I'm going to be spending some time, you know, partying, celebrating. I'm also moving, uh, hopefully, hopefully moving uh, in the new year. So I've got to take some time out for that. But I'm really hoping that by the end of January, I would have finished this entire thing because... Honestly, from what I've from what I've seen on the internet, obviously I haven't seen spoilers, but like I am getting prepared to be destroyed by this story and I genuinely like I can't wait for it. Thank you very much for listening. Sorry it's been a bit different uh to what we normally have, but uh hey. What is this? Backdoor pilot for Monotilla's minute? Huh? No, it's not gonna happen. Um but um, thank you very much for listening, uh, and uh, we'll be back in the new year. We have some really like exciting topics coming up, lined up that we want to talk about. Um, so we we had a little planning meeting. Um, and normally with like the podcast, we kind of like an idea will pop into our heads, and we'll be like, yeah, let's just do that. It'll be fine. But uh, we have actually got a list of stuff that we are 
hoping to work through. Here we go. Um, so obviously we're going to be carrying on with our One Piece season by season uh, talk. We finished season two actually quite a while ago. Um, so it's, you know, obviously it's been a while, but we've digested. We're going to be talking about the second season of uh, One Piece. Um, and we might also be talking a little bit about uh, Sonic the Hedgehog as well. I know it's a series that we're both, uh, that actually everybody uh, here at Dreary Middle Enterprises, LLC. Um, is uh, very like fond of. We have all we all grew up with it, and so we're going to be doing a a, dis a couple of discussions around that. I think uh, someone wants to do a top five Sonic games list, so I gotta go through and compile that. Um, we just want to talk about The Sopranos as well. Uh, it's a show that uh, both myself and uh, Mr. Turnabout are very like into. We love it a lot, and we're showing a friend of ours it now. And they're getting quite on board with it. So I think we, we're definitely going to have a few things to say about that. Uh, I recently finished Kingdom Hearts 1. And I think Trekkie, who was on the um, Hunter Hunter discussion, uh, wants to talk to have a quick discussion with me about it. So we're going to be doing that soon. A uh, continuation of our Dragon Age uh, series as well. I played through the second game recently. Spoiler alert, I enjoyed it. Uh, and also, you know what? We're milking this for all it's worth. We're going back for a fourth round of Danganronpa, uh, where we talk about Ultra Despair Girls and uh, the Danganronpa 3 cartoon, um, both of which I have a lot to say on. Um, and yeah, and maybe we might talk about Firefly and the Top 100 video game, because uh, we like to do that Top 100 movies, so Top 100 video games. Uh, and that's that's pretty much everything we've got planned. Um, so yeah, cool. Thank you very much for listening. Um, We'd really appreciate it if you could uh, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify now, as they let you do. Leave a comment down below if you're watching on YouTube or listening on our website. Um, if you aren't on either of those and you want to get in touch with the show, podcast at drearymiddle.com. And uh, yeah, have a, have, a, have a happy and safe holiday season. Have a brilliant new year. We'll see you in 2022. Good night.